When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Here, just on the other side of the 4th of July, I was thinking about, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, as one does, and the many things that Seth Kaiser's written about the Kansas City Chiefs in recent days and weeks, as he does, and then a different question entirely dawned on me. I'm Joshua Briscoe. He's Seth Kaiser, by the way. And Seth, this is something that I would I would think actually in the hours, if not days and days, if not weeks of radio that we have done together in our lives. This might be something we've touched on before, but I, I couldn't think of what your answer would be. And mine has changed. So if I, 4th of July, Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Contest style, was going to sign you up for a food eating contest of your choosing. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you win the whole thing, you get some exorbitant prize. Mm-hmm. What food item would you want to be between you and that big comically oversized check? You know, I think I know what you're thinking um, because I think you've seen what I've done to barbecue. Um, yeah. And it's not not imposing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure there are other men out there who can, who can out-barbecue me. I haven't met a lot of them, though. No, um, neither have I for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. However, you know, so much of life is reps. Mm. And I don't think there's a lot of people on this planet. I don't know what it is. Our body gets us just used to certain things, even though it's all the same ingredients. I don't think there's a lot of men on this planet that can out eat me when it comes to tombstone pizza. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that without trying, I can put away two of those. Now, I don't. I'll, I'll eat a whole one to myself, yes. but I know that I've put away, I, I have put away the equivalent of two and I was uncomfortable, make no mistake. But I feel like that's a lot. Like that's, you know. What does this, what does the time restraint do for you? Like if I say you've got 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, I mean, you are really like hauling through this. Does that, does that give you just more time to eat fast before your brain realizes what's going on? Or are you concerned that you might choke under pressure? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the, the eating fast, you know, I grew up with two older sisters that were a total of like 30 months older than me, like combined. And so eating fast is just, I mean, you know, Darwin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted my food. <laughs> so I ate my food fast. Cause really up until I was like 15, they could overpower me. Yeah. Um, which on a side note, they still think they can, which is one of the most insulting things about having older sisters is at like a random Thanksgiving, Hope and Sarah will be like, oh yeah, we could totally still beat you up. And there's literally nothing I can do about it. No, no, because you are still the little brother in that moment. Well, it's not right though, because like, I mean, you know, what, what, what do I do? I beat them up. (laughs) Like this is not, there's no good answer to this here. And you've met my brother-in-law, Jason. He's a man mountain. There's nothing, this is terrible. But anyway, New idea. Too, so- Next time they say that, say, you know what? That's not true. And to prove it, I'm going to go fight Jason. <laughs> that might send the opposite message. Um, 
But well, the, uh, message, I, the message that would be getting sent would be to the hospital. That would be the most important <laughs> message. So, but no, a Tombstone Pizza, I, I think that would be my, that would be my choice. Um, just, or um, Yellow Cake with Chocolate Frosting. Ooh, interesting. Because, and that again, just reps, man. Because I know I can eat an entire pan of that. Um, yeah. and And without too many problems until you get about, oh, two or three hours down the road. So, and see, something that I've dealt with, this just ends up being a nice little PSA for all of the um, the, the people listening right now. If you have uh, diabetic people in your life, this and this is always a well-meaning question. I'm not here to, you know, flame people for caring. But sometimes people be like, oh, you, can, you, can you eat that? And it's like, you know, one sugar cube in the middle of like a big pitcher of black coffee. It's like, yeah, no, I, I can't. I just need to, you know, take insulin because my body won't do that automatically. <laughs> but but the other side of that, so I, I say that to, to say, we can all eat whatever we want. We just have to think about it a little bit first and ideally yeah. plan about 20 minutes in advance. That's kind of how that's kind of how the diabetes life rolls. Mm-hmm. However, I, w- I heard today about whichever guy from the hot dog eating contest ate like 58 and a half donuts or something in like 10 minutes. And that might legitimately that would cause me some actual bodily distress on a level yeah. even beyond just that. And so I'm thinking, you know, kind of protein first. And, and I think. I think if you sat me down in front of a big plate of, I, I, it could be a number of places, but I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. You say you put me down in front of a big plate, big platter of Slim Chickens chicken strips, nice. and maybe some spicy barbecue or something. It could be Raisin Cane's. It, it could be it could be a variety of places. Give me some Popeyes, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I could I think I could make a real mess of some uh, some fried chicken tenders. Oh, absolutely. I you know what? While we're sitting here talking, and there's a number of places here too. I feel like I can safely say I know I can eat at least four pounds of burnt ends without, I mean, I I know I can put that away. That was what I wanted to go to even before chicken, but it just, I love, I love burnt ends. Yeah. But they land with a thud. You know what I mean? Like, yep. You've got to accept that the decision you make here is going to affect the rest of your life in terms of what you can or can't eat. Yeah, your life, not your day, your life. Yeah. You will be at least 15% burn end until like Christmas if you start right now. This this whole conversation kind of reminds me of like right now the big thing to do if you want engagement online. I mean, if you really have uh, you know a great tweet to fire off is, you know, well, you have option A or option B. Option A is someone just gives you a million dollars. By the way, if it's option A and option B and option A is someone just gives you a million dollars without you having to do anything tax-free, yeah. just take the million dollars. I don't care what the other one is. Just Thank take you. the money. Thank you. That's a lot of money. Life is uncertain. Just take the money and run. You or don't $10 million dollars to score 20 points in an NBA game. Are yeah. you out of your mind? Yeah. And so here, here's the, so you, much like me, have been blessed enough to be a little bit closer to to pro football at times sure. and maybe some other people are although yeah. really just attend a padded practice yeah yeah yeah. i, I yep. stood next to willie gay during the mvs charity softball game and was like oh yeah this like he's not the tall he's not a super tall dude and you go, oh no no we're just not the same no yeah if, willie, if you willie. if you hit me trying to pick up a yard it my soul leave my body right and so here here's so, so but we're gonna do this it's for the engagement everyone loves it so let me ask you do you think that you could like this whole like you know 10 total yards i'm sorry it's not happening because no matter how many carries you get you're gonna lose like 10 yards on at least one of them and now you gotta gain 20 yards so forget that do you think you could gain 
four yards if you were given unlimited tries and the injury button is turned off. And the Kelsey brothers addressed this, and one of the things that they said that I thought was interesting is like, yeah, injuries are turned off, but demoralization is not. Yeah. I mean, I just get infinite. I mean. I don't think I could. I genuinely don't. If you are are saying that negative yards moves that total up, then no, I think (laughs) I would be Sisyphus. I think I would do that for the rest of my life. Because I don't. Because yeah. at no point, I, I am definitely, oh God, think about this, Seth. You know, if you, like, if you, lose, the, if you lose a fumble and then it's recovered behind you, do, are those negative yards on your, on your sheet? Cause I, I am, think they, they should be. I'm going to have 25 fumbles on 30 carries. Right. And, and so if, if that's accounted for, I, no, I mean, I just don't, I'm not going to end with positive. If you said just get to positive yardage and you're good, yep. I, I would have exactly one chance and it would be the first one. Yeah, and that's the problem is it so this is an interesting the reason I'm thinking about this is I think there's an opportunity to educate here because of a few very specific things related to the Chiefs. And because what, what a lot of people say, well, who's my offensive line? And like the people that kind of know the league are like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Like I could have I could have T Rich, Jason Dunn, and the entire 2003 line blocking for me against some random NFL team. And here's the other thing. The human element matters here. If these guys know that you're a regular Joe trying to embarrass them, they are going to try to hurt you. (laughs) They have pride just like anyone else. So here's, here's the thing that I can let people know. People who are listening right now, please feel free to tell us on Twitter all about it. DM Josh, why don't you? I haven't done that in a while. Um, I honestly don't know if my DMs work right now. So go for it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. But like people that really think, oh, you know, I was a good athlete in high school. I'm sure you were, you know, whatever. I mean, I was, I was an aggressively mediocre athlete in high school. So, you know, whatever, I guess I don't have any pride at stake here. Yeah. Plus, you know, I'm 38. So the, the, the people think, oh, if I had good blocking or whatever, you know, I could get through that hole, but what they don't understand. And this is where I think we've got a good example. The difference between Isaiah Pacheco yes, yes. and Clyde Edwards-Alaire took it right out of my mouth. Hitting the hole is probably about maybe, maybe a point one to point oh five second difference, if that. And it looks real different, doesn't it? And you can see it one hundred percent. That is absolutely, I think, the thing people are getting the most that are overrating about themselves the most is how close. I, I know it doesn't look very far. It's a lot more ground than it looks like from the back of the backfield to the line of scrimmage. And you do not have any time to get there. You're not going to play this like Le'Veon Bell and then re-accelerate and hit the hole because he's the only guy I've ever seen do that. Yeah, which, I mean, now that he's admitted that he played high, I'm curious if there's like more sense. people that are like, huh, does that like slow down the field? <laughs> like, which, I mean, you know, Based on what people have told maybe, me Maybe about Travis that. Kelsey's whole career has been on quaaludes because it seems like he's moving in slow-mo all the time. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's just that entire scene with Leonardo DiCaprio trying to drag himself to the car. Yeah. Um, or out of the car. I don't know the context. That's like the only scene I've seen from that movie because, you know, that movie doesn't have a lot to offer a Baptist. But <laughs> that's a hilarious scene. And that's like Travis Kelsey the whole time is like, gotta move left. <laughs> and he just gets it done. Yeah, but that, but what do you think? Like, do you think that's a good analogy to let people know how much yes. if you're a half second slower, you will be easily the slowest person they've seen since high school this take a handoff. You'll look like you're moving in slow motion. You know, it'll be like reverse Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's no, what I, people don't understand 
is when you say, oh, well, I could take that hit, you know, as they drag me down, yeah, it would hurt. But they wouldn't have to drag you down. And that's the other thing. Like, if you've ever seen, like, a kicker or a punter, unfortunately, end up with the ball in their hands, think of how you've seen them get lit up. And that's because they don't have the speed to change the angle correctly. Oh, you're right, and man. You're a tackling dummy back there. You are. You're just moving too slow. And yes, there are some people out there that are terrific athletes, but I'm just here to tell you, unless you are, I mean, I think you've got like, you know, some former D1 athletes that, you know, played ball. Like that. that's a bit of a different story. Although I'm told the jump from college to pros is even greater than the jump well, this from high is school to college. But the only other thing I was going to add, the Clyde Pacheco thing, genuinely, like was what the next thing I was going to offer. The, nice. But I, if I, if you really wanted to amend it, and you said, "Hey, you're putting on a helmet, you're behind the Georgia offensive line, and they're playing Citadel." All right, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But you yeah. are you are going through as big of a talent gap as you can get in in high level college football. And there is no gap like that. It, it, Eagles offensive line against whoever you want. The, yeah. the Raiders defense stinks, and they have Max Crosby. He will, yep. he, he will be the Jadavian clowny to whoever he killed in college. <laughs> to you. Yeah, and, like, and that's that's a happen. great, the, the clowny hit there, that's an example of what it looks like when a guy has momentum against a guy that doesn't really have momentum. And you're running that risk every time you touch the ball. You're so now, right. You would need someone or multiple someones to trip. You're going to be a potted plant and a bunch of dudes shot out of cannons aimed right at you. Yeah. And so, but I really think anyone who, again, like wasn't like a D1 type athlete should go to a padded training camp practice because you can get closer than what you can get. Like, because really, even if you're in the very front row of a game, it doesn't quite hit the same. Like you can hear it. Like, and, and honestly, like if you're in like the first 10 rows at Arrowhead, the fact that you can hear it and kind of feel it when the lines collide is like, whoa, that's, that's a lot, but really go to a padded training camp practice and just get as close as you can and then think about it. But anyway, I, I thought that was a fun, that would be a fun thought process because neither you or I, and part of me wonders if this is what part of it is, is people just have some pride. I don't think you or I have any ego at stake here. Like not in the, not in the, in athleticism. No, <laughs> I have, I ha, I am too competitive to completely forego that when I'm playing like pickleball or whatever. That's not what we're talking about. I have no problem <laughs> yeah. telling you that Max Crosby would knock my head off my shoulders. Yeah. And, and the last time I played even a little basketball, I learned what losing muscle memory is and like, mm. Oh, your body just stops doing things eventually. <laughs> And so, no, it's just, it's an interesting thought exercise, but I mean, really, if you, if you played some high school basketball or something, go find a pickup game where there's a couple guys that play in college yeah, and yep. watch them just destroy you. It's, it's hilarious and it's fun, but, and then you multiply that by 20. So anyway, I know I've, I've derailed this completely, but it's for the engagement. I mean, for the, uh, for the conversation's sake. Yeah. Those no, things I think- interest me. I, I also am interested by it, and I will say my, my final thought is this, and we really need to get into some things that you, you've written about, but um, I would say that I, I think that we would fail in perpetuity. We, it would be a Sisyphusian effort. Nice. Um, unless we were playing on wet grass, and then I think I'd run for maybe 15 carries, 200 yards, just because defenses can't play on wet grass. Oh, yeah. No, a million percent. Oh, no, I didn't know there was going to be wet grass. 
Had I known that, that changes everything. And my assumption is, like all wet grass, it has literally no effect on the offense, right? That's my assumption, is that I've got, you know, I've got hover boots on, and uh, there's only three defenders. So um, we can't follow that rabbit trail. That will be the rest of the show. Yeah, no, it really will. It also led to me with the rarely seen trash talk on Twitter. So. Yeah, to an active player. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, weird. I'm sh- th- what, what I love about doing stuff like that is I'm not really talking to him. And everyone knows it. That guy couldn't CJ uh, Gardner Johnson, uh, Gardner Johnson. I couldn't remember if it was Johnson Gardner or Gardner Johnson. He couldn't care less what I think. And he shouldn't, but it was still funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Right. Yeah. That's openly, openly true. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, let's, we, we, uh, we had several things that I wanted to talk about going back to your, your the last episode that we did, uh, from everything in the chief in the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. You can subscribe over there for everything, uh, that Seth's been churning out through the, uh, the off season. We'll certainly continue when the year arrives, but, um, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in Trent McDuffie still, and I want to take one step further back because I know that you really enjoyed this. I know you unlocked it for everyone to read if they want to check it out again. MNChiefsFan.substack.com. Because this was a conversation a couple weeks back about sequential play calling. Yes. And it's a it's a topic that we've touched on on this show, I think, mid-season a few times here and there. Uh, but never so far as for you to do a full kind of deep dive. So if you want the full education, you, you need to go check out the story. Again, unlocked for everybody uh, up in the newsletter. And you can you can subscribe there. Just sign up with your email list. And, and you know, even if you're not ready to pay the 14 cents a year, whatever it costs. But uh, with, with all of that in mind, Seth, can can you give us the the crash course on on what you found interesting about the the sequential play calling conversation that that sent you into this and um and what you found that that makes the chief such a fascinating example of it? Absolutely. So there was a great interview by um um Kevin Clark and Stephen Ruiz at the Ringer with uh, George Kittle, and there were a lot of great snippets, and they were talking about Kyle Shanahan and his play calling, and one of the things that Kittle said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, of course is he basically said, you know, he'll call things early in games and sometimes other times knowing that it probably won't work. But he wants to see um, the personnel and the alignment and how they respond to certain things. It's like, ah, we're going to run, you know, we're going to run outside zone. Probably you'll gain like a yard. But we, I want to see, you know, how, how their linebackers fit that, right? And that's to try to set something up down the road. And there was a lot of follow-up. It was a really cool kind of, you know, Twitter giveth and Twitter taketh away. It was a really <laughs> cool day on Twitter and football Twitter that day because a bunch of people I really respect um, started talking about interviews they've done or times they've noticed that. Um, there's just a whole bunch of stuff about how 
a lot of really good play callers do that where you're not always trying to gain yards with each play call. Sometimes you're trying to gain information or an edge. And so the, with the Chiefs, we happen to have an incredible example of that with the Super Bowl and Corn Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I wrote about was, and, and this was on, I mean, we're talking, this is a sequential play calling 101 thing here. Because, we, I mean, you can get really deep in the woods about, like, the the alignment of your left tackle's right knee and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that would be going a bridge too far, probably. Yep, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, that stuff matters. It really does. Tells, can, can they can matter. And so I just kind of broke down how often the Chiefs had a, a, a boundary wide receiver motion inside across the formation like, you know, well, I, the jet sweep action, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen Nicole Hardman do it a million times. We've seen Tyreek Hill do it a million times. And we've seen them weaponize it in a variety of ways, right? Mahomes and shotgun running back beside him. And the motion comes between Mahomes and Creed Humphrey. Right. And the snap comes a second before or a second after. And then they've got a, you know, the defense has to freeze. Okay. Did he actually hand it off? Is it a pop pass? Is he going to throw it to him on kind of what you'd almost call a quick, screen to the other side oh no they handed it off the other direction you know there's all sorts of things they do with it and what i found was um if you take a look at the super bowl and the afc championship you see them utilize that exact same um well the the exact same motion that jet sweep action that they utilize on corn dog which you know Obviously, everyone knows that play that would listen to this podcast. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore both got so wide open that it looks well. It looks like I could have scored on that play. Like I've never thought that that's a true thing. But if that play played out the exact same way, I think no. I think we're no, in. I'm, no, I think we're in. To- yeah, I think with Sky Moore's, I think I could have scored on that play. Assuming everything played out, well, I just got to catch the ball, and I 100% wouldn't. So, oh yeah, I'm I'm thinking that we're getting teleported into his body, like as he has secured the football. Oh yeah, yes, that I could do. Although with Tony's, he was still at like the four yard line, and so I'm nervous I'd get run down. He had the Whereas pylon. You're okay. Like, you're yeah. getting tripped up into the end zone at minimum, yeah. or maybe getting decapitated at the pylon. Yeah. But either way, I think you're. But scoring. the the ball will be in the end zone. Yes. And so what's really cool is if you go back and you watch every snap of the Super Bowl, you see them utilize that same motion over and over and over again and utilize it in some different ways. And one thing that I thought was cool is when I went back to the AFC Championship, I saw them doing the same thing, particularly with Sky Moore. And they handed the ball off to him a couple times uh, on plays that really, from the start, the Bengals were kind of in on. And I was frustrated by it. Hmm. And you realize that the point of some of those handoffs isn't really to gain yards. Like it matters if you can, of course you want to. But the point was to put something on film. Hey, when we motion our boundary receiver, he is coming all the way across, whether we hand him the ball or not. And one thing he's definitely not doing is doubling back once he reaches (laughs) stack, right behind Travis Kelsey, essentially. One thing he's definitely not doing is doubling back. And that's, they showed that for the first time in the Super Bowl. And that was to Kadarius Tony. And then what's kind of fun, so, you know, they get the three and out, punt return, they get the ball back. The very next play, they run a jet sweep action with Sky Moore and have him run it all the way through. And then they call Corn Dog again. And hey, guys, just, just in case you needed a reminder, here's what we do, and we're probably going to do it twice in a row. Yep. Wink. Yeah, wink, wink. And it's just such a cool thing with 
with with, with the league, like I, I think I say this all the time is like the more I learn about football, the more I really love it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, it, it's just so cool how things impact one another. But it also, and this is where I, I want to be careful because I think people weaponize this in an attempt to be right about stuff. Um, which is something I do all the time, but I don't want other people to do that, you know, for me, <laughs> not for thee kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it does go to show anytime we say that there's limits on numbers in football, that's an example because, you know, even the advanced stats like expected points added per play, um, DVOA, they, they, you, you can't, all you see is, oh, okay, that was a, the Uran, Uran duo and you only gained a yard. And that's going to affect those numbers. But maybe what you saw there was one of their linebackers keying away that you say, we are going to exploit that later that game. And it results in a you know 30-yard gain somewhere else. And we'll never be able to objectively quantify that unless they tell us afterwards, which can you imagine? Yes, I, I just, love that. Now all I want is Nate to talk about like after a play. I want him to ask a specific question. Like, so when you ran this exact look, were you trying to set up this one later on just to watch Andy give him just the death stare? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, his, his, his mustache might like twitch briefly and then just go, no. And, and then move on. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. It, this is sort of another level of it all that I, I don't know, but like, I, it seems to me like the, the real super genius thing to be able to do is to set up that stuff while still having individual success in yep. the play, even if it means adjusting your goals, right? Like, I think, I don't know if it was your phrase or, um, or Kittle's that was like lower ceiling plays. Mm-hmm. But if you can get that information and gain three or four yards on first down, oh, what a you're word. a genius. Yeah. If, if you have to go into second and nine to set that thing up, well, you'd better be sure you set it up because otherwise you're giving the ball back and maybe that payoff won't be there. <laughs> Yep. And it's just another level of it that I, I think is really fascinating. Um, and and as is the case with, with almost everything that we'll talk about here today, um, but maybe even more so with that piece, us talking about it doesn't do it justice because you will see it and it will trick your brain to watch those GIFs over and over if you, if you haven't watched them on, on the newsletter uh, because you will see, oh, this is what it looks like. Well, here's this is different. Oh my, oh, I get it now. It all clicked. And that's just a, a really fun moment that, um, I hate to say this when you can hear it, but it's something that Seth's really good at setting up and making you feel <laughs> smart while reading, but I'm hoping that his internet cut out. While we pivot over to one of the guys who caught one of those touchdowns, Seth, um, because just a couple days ago, in the Chief of the North newsletter, you wrote about Kadarius Tony, and uh, you ended up saying some things about, about Kadarius Tony oh, that man. I have been, no, 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 things I have been thinking about, wondering myself, and about halfway through the story, I had a list of questions I wanted to ask you, and then you proceeded to ask and answer them yourself by the end. So um, you have you have more or less rendered me useless. Tell me what you saw when you went and looked closer at what Kadarius Tony did with the Chiefs last year and uh, and how that is indicating what could be next for him in Kansas City. As always, mnchiefsfan.substack.com if you want to uh, read along and, and watch the clips as we go. I... I, I really shouldn't have looked at Kadarius Tony's film because he's so good at football. And I, I'm just setting myself up to get hurt here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you really, there is nothing on a football field that Tony is not terrific at. Something that's interesting to note about him is he's, you know, he's got this reputation as kind of the gadget type guy. 
He's six foot, 200 pounds. He's not much smaller than Jamar Chase. Crazy. Like he, and, and now, and Chase is a freak. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But he's not really, and someone corrected me on this because I kind of referred to him as something of a smaller receiver. Someone was like, well, I mean, six foot, 200 pounds is not a small receiver. It's not like a big one, but especially in today's NFL, that's not a small one either. He's too so, quick I mean, to be six feet tall. Like that, it's just an optical illusion. Yeah, yeah. He just moves so weird. Yeah. Um, and you and so, <laughs> yeah, he moves like right. a 5'8 guy. It's goofy. Yeah, it's weird. So the, the, thing, the thing about Tony is when you go back and look at his film, he's good at everything. Um, he can create separation on his own. Um, the times when they kind of utilized him that way to where he's running more traditional routes, which he didn't do a ton of because they were trying to fold him into a new system and, you know, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. What I thought was interesting was that really Andy Reid's system weaponizes what Tony is best at and provides him with all those same opportunities that Tyreek Hill got and McCall Hardman got to, to get the ball in space with a one-on-one matchup. Andy Reid is so great at that, whether he's, you know, jet sweep or lining up in the backfield or in the slot or, you know, just a quick throw to the boundary, whatever it is. Andy Reid is terrific at setting up multiple ways for gifted people to get the ball and with a one-on-one opportunity. And he took advantage of it the vast majority of times. What I saw them unfolding later on in the year, and I think him getting injured, and again, that's the rub, right? Like, we don't know what'll go on with him. I think he was on his way to a big day in the AFC Championship. I think they were they were sending him on some downfield routes where he was the deep guy in some in some levels concepts as opposed to just kind of being the gadget guy. He was going to be on the field more. They had him running. Um, I mean, he's just when he got hurt. I think it was on a whip route that he created easy separation and then just hurt himself on the cut. Um, they they took a shot down the field with him because he's got terrific ball skills. He 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 locates the ball well and has strong hands. So he really, if you just watch Kadarius Tony and no one warned you in advance about his injury, injury history or anything like that, and you just watch his film, you'd be like, oh, that dude's going to go off in their offense next year. And not just not just like McCole Hardman plus, I would say more like Tyreek Hill minus. I'm so mad that you said that phrase verbatim, Seth. <laughs> I was driving in my car like halfway through this story, and I thought I'm going to say, is he more McCole Hardman plus or Tyreek oh, Hill minus? <laughs> Hand to God. I don't know what I can swear on in here. I have a little book that's about uh, Salvador Dali's book, the uh, Salvador Dali's painting, the Hallucinogenic Torador. I'm swearing on it right now. Tyreek Hill minus or McCole Hardman plus. One hand in the air, one hand on this book. It was a thing I thought in the car. And then you went on in this piece, in this, I already knew we were moving that direction. Well, I can't remember exactly how you said it later on in the story, but that you you are comparing him more and more favorably to, to Tyreek Hill than to McCole Hardman plus minus thing, literally yep. verbatim. Um, but the the part of, I mean, there are several parts of that that I think are interesting that I wanted to get you to, to expand on some. One is that I think it is such a smart thing to highlight the quote unquote like gadgety stuff that Andy Reid does now. Mm-hmm. Is it really gadgety? It's a part of the offense. Like, oh yeah, it's not just McCole Hardman over there because it was Tyreek Hill over there. And, and that was just offense. When it was to McCole Hardman, it was, oh, what a gadget play. When it was Tyree Kill, it was, oh, God, no one can cover him. Like, that's brutal. Um, right. So I'm, I'm interested in in that element. And the the dangerous question that made me laugh, in addition to the plus minus thing that now I've, you've ruined for me, thanks, uh, driving back, was thinking, all right, 
what does Kadarius Tony, other than stay healthy, what does Kadarius Tony right now do worse than Tyreek Hill? Or worse than Tyreek Hill in his, you know, third year, going into his third year, maybe? Sure. Um, I think to answer that question, the, the easiest one would be, one's an unknown. He hasn't shown that he can read defenses the same way Tyreek Hill can, finding the open spots against zone looks that he's inevitably going to see. He hasn't shown that. He hasn't shown, like Tyreek Hill is an underrated route runner. Um, You don't become as great as he is just by being an athletic freak. He really worked on it. And so I don't think he's the the route runner that Tyreek Hill is. And he hasn't shown that. And part of that's health. Part of that's only been in the league a couple of years. The other thing is he's obvi- he obviously doesn't have the same acceleration and top gear as Tyreek Hill because no one does. So he's less explosive, but he's still more explosive than the vast majority of receivers. And he doesn't have the same top speed, but he's still got good top speed. So like that's the thing with Hill is Hill has that freak factor that Tony does to an extent, but not quite the same way. And he hasn't shown he can find those gaps the same way that that Tyreek Hill became so great at it and basically made running zone against the Chiefs borderline impossible between Hill and Kelsey. Did this this review change anything about last week's kind of um, lukewarm to concern for the, the Chiefs wide receiver group, or is the unknown of the health still keeping you in that space? The unknown of the health is still keeping me in that space, but I, I have officially crossed the, the bridge to Kadarius Tony is going to have 1,200 yards receiving next year if he, if he plays 17 games or 16 games. Um, he, he's just, he's really good at everything. Um, and, and he does show a knack for reading the field with the ball in his hands. And I'm curious if that translates a little bit. He's pretty active, um, like in terms of reading defenses. He's just so good at that stuff. I would say, but that's the other thing just on the flip side, like with Tyreek Hill, there are a few things he's better at than Hill. Mm. Like he he's more gifted at setting up blockers after the catch. Interesting. And he's more gifted. Like if you just watch that punt return in the Super yeah. Bowl, yeah. He like, he just kind of keeps going somehow. Like he, he'll he just kind of stop. It's like, oh, I'm going to just wait here for a minute and let the blockers keep going. And, you know, and he just, he flows really well with that. He's got incredible vision with the ball in his hands that I, I do think he's better and, and he's stronger through contact than Tyreek Hill. That said, you know, again, the things that Hill does better are more important Mm-hmm. And he's more proven because he's still a high level player in all those areas. But it, it really is the, the potential in that offense is just unbelievable. So it makes me feel better in that sense. Like if Kadarius Tony is healthy, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um. Maybe even better than last year. Cause I think you swap out Juju Smith Schuster for, for Kadarius Tony. Although Tony's not going to be fulfilling that same role. That'll be more my guess. Maybe Rasheed Rice, mm-hmm. but th- I think they will be maybe better at receiver than they were last year. But that health thing, man, it just freaks me out. I think we both agree that he's going to average like 75 yards per game that he starts and finishes. Yeah, 16 I could see times that 75 sure. is 1,200. Oh. That would that would take you right there. The question that I am, am stuck on isn't 75 yards per game that he starts and finishes. It's how many of those games where will there be? And I, I think that, I think at least for you and me, and I'm guessing for a decent number of people listening now, we are going to, by the time the season comes around, be in an incredibly fragile place with Kadarius Tony, where 
he's either an all pro or plays four games. And I don't, I mean, he's either going to be the best of Sammy Watkins or the worst of Sammy Watkins. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm stressed about that. <laughs> uh, something I'm not stressed about, however, Travis Kelsey, we don't have a lot of show left, uh, but we will, we will save Mick, Trent McDuffie for, for later on. Cause I'm, I'm hoping to do that with the whole gang together here at some point. We'll see. But um, you wrote about Travis Kelsey because gosh darn it, it's never a bad time to, uh, and it's not just amongst tight ends anymore. In fact, yep. spoiler alert, read along on the website, uh, mnchiefsand.substack.com. It's in a lot of categories. It is a two-man list that starts with Jerry Rice, ends with Travis Kelsey, and has no further necessary parts behind it. It's it's really incredible. Uh, Why do you want to dip back in to, to look at, at Travis Kelsey again, Seth? Just because I didn't know some of this stuff, honestly. Like, people were talking about, you know, him being behind only Jerry Rice in, in playoff catches and yards and touchdowns. Um, maybe he's third in yards. I can't remember. But I, I think he's second in all three. Um, yeah, second all-time playoff receiving yards, second all-time catches, second all-time playoff. There's, there's the GOAT and then him. And I didn't know that. And it made me just start thinking, like, you know, we talk about Kelsey in the context with other tight ends, and we know how he's kind of lapped the field. He's approaching some historic stuff in terms of consecutive thousand yard seasons. I mean, like these just stuff, that combination of elite play and availability is just not something that's happened very often in history for any pass catchers. If he gets another thousand yard season, he's going to join. Um, I, I, there's, I mean, he's going to have an opportunity to, to join a field of like 18 people that have done that eight seasons in a row. That's not tight ends. That's anyone. And it's just so much fun I don't want people to miss what's happening in front of their eyes because it's historic. Yeah, uh, Go check it out. The Chief from the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. Uh, Seth, another uh, little duo edition here and a little on the shorter side, but hopefully as the season comes around, we're going to spend a lot of time talking here on this feed for everybody. So uh, appreciate everyone for listening and for you being here. Seth, uh, anything else? You've got like five seconds. Um, you know, I think it's really important for us to just acknowledge that sometimes when we're talking about football, we really need to take a minute and think about the most important thing. And you know what that thing is, Josh? I'm going to tell you what that thing What's is. What's that thing, Seth? That thing is, no matter how many times you think that you understand the game, you always, always, always have to... Well, that there it went, Seth. He, Seth could still be talking right now. You might be hearing, Seth. I'm probably... I'm not. You might not be. Maybe he's talking right now. Maybe you're hearing both of us talking over each other. But Seth and I have lost our connection. Hopefully, we have not lost our connection with you, though. Thank you for listening to yet another edition of Times Ours here on The Athletic. Uh, you can uh, check out all the things at theathletic.com and uh, go to theathletic.com slash Times Ours if you're looking to uh, maybe re-up your subscription or gift it to someone else. And you can subscribe to Seth's Chief in the North newsletter at mnchiefsfan.substack.com. Com. You can uh, follow Nate on Twitter at ByNateTaylor. You can follow Seth at RealMNChiefsFan. I'm at JB Briscoe. Um, Seth just texted me a string of laughing emojis, so either that was all a bit or his wisdom was just a bit too verbose for this podcast, which now that I think about it, isn't that weird. We'll talk to you again soon.